0: And welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm John Mark Grody. I'm Teresa Grody. And we're back with another extraordinary conversation about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. And there's a baby just off camera down here. On the so floor. You might hear us a little bit of rattling. Yeah. But hey, we're back. This is episode <laughs> two since we got back from baby time. We just did an episode on the postpartum period, kind of debriefing a little bit. You know, that was a little messy. That's how we that's how we roll. But it was good. And we're back. Before we get to that. Uh, be sure you check out awakencatholic.org for more information about this show and other uh, shows here on Awaken Catholic, as well as our patron community, The Manor at St. Anne's. Uh, you can support the show and you know get access to other cool stuff uh, via the Awaken Community app at theawakenapp.io. So, uh, what I want to talk about today, babe, babe you didn't you, you didn't want me to tell you beforehand. you wanted to yeah cuz i
1: i noticed we have our best conversations in the car and then we get here and we're like uh.
0: line
1: <laughs> <I'm just lying. laughs>
0: well it's not too exciting a story i'll start with a story not really a story but um this past couple months okay i had a realization you know that I, was interesting and it's led to a lot of reflection okay so i eat really fast you do. Like crazy fast. And I, I, for years, people have like pointed this out to me. Like we go to Chipotle and like we sit down and like two minutes later, they're, they've they barely dug into their bowl and I'm done. And they're just like, what in the heck happened? You know? <laughs> and it, this has happened enough times that I'm just like, okay, this is a thing. I kind of poke fun at it. It's not a big deal. Or that's what I, I, I say. <clears throat> and it just is. I, I haven't thought about it much. Um, but this past couple of years, we've been thinking a lot and talking a lot about virtues, right? And we talk a lot about prudence. And again, so quick review, right? What's prudence? Prudence is this attention to reality. It's this habit of soul by which we go through life intentional and alert, as opposed to unintentional and kind of just like asleep, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a lot of our life. It's just kind of stumbling through life, reacting rather than acting.
1: Being kind on autopilot. Being on
0: autopilot, yeah. right? And so one thing I've been thinking about this last couple of years, I've been looking, as I do a, like an examination of conscience, I think back through my day and I think of my sins and I think what led up to them. And I've, I've more and more I've been kind of tracing things back. Well, I was having such a great day, right? And, and, and how did I go from A to B, you know, this, you know, a bad day, a bad evening, I'm you know, blowing up at the kids or whatever. Like that. I sound like that when I'm yelling, you know. Hold on for a moment. <laughs> now we're ready. Okay. Yeah, thinking back through the the processes, the the sequence of events that lead up to uh you know, sins or our our failures. And most of the time, you know, there's a lot that leads up to it. It's not it's not the end run sin. That's not where it started. That's where it ended perhaps. That's where you know, we we blew up and now we're, we're regretting it and we feel bad and picking up the pieces but there's a lot of things that led, led up to that we've talked about that before mm-hmm. you know like it was that moment when i i started i got on social media when i shouldn't have got on there and i went down a rabbit hole and then an hour later here i am i'm fussy and i haven't got work done and now i'm angry and that kind of thing i've been noticing more of those patterns in my life me too. um and again like something like social media is one that's more evident to me for a long time i've kind of had that on my radar worked on that one so with that in mind you know, recently i sort of had a real realization about eating. Now, I focused for a long time on kind of the what and how much I eat. I don't do a good job of it necessarily, but at least that's on my radar in thinking about, you know, discipline and trying to, you know, keep keep my life together. Um, but I'd never really thought about, um, you know, how fast I eat, even though I mm-hmm. noticed it and joked about it. You know, when I'm thinking about whether I'm doing a good job, whether I'm being temperate and disciplined and prudent with, with food, I'm thinking about the the what and the how much. That's what I'm primarily mm-hmm. really focused on. But I think it occurred to me the other day, or you know, a couple months ago now, uh, I was eating a healthy meal, you know, what I consider to be a healthy meal, um, uh, and so I wasn't thinking of this meal as something as like an occasion of <laughs> overindulgence necessarily. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't something junky, It wasn't necessarily too much. But it occurred to me that there was a part of me that was shutting off and just plowing in to this meal because I had this tendency to eat super fast. Mm-hmm. And again, it sounds like such an insignificant thing. But what I realized in my life, it is this it's an area of my life where I move from prudence to imprudence, right? I'm going through my day, mm-hmm. I'm intentional, I'm making decisions, um, I make decisions, you know, about about what to eat. You know, I'm kind of plan that out. I sit down. And then my mind just shuts off and I want to shovel it in my face yeah. as fast as I possibly yeah. can.
1: <laughs> this is funny. We we had not talked about this right. before. No. Yeah. I mean, I knew vaguely that you were going to talk about how fast you eat. Yeah. But I've been coming to these exact same realizations about myself. Uh-huh. Um, and it was actually my quote unquote New Year's resolution. Really? To I remember you eat saying that. slower. Yeah, I remember that. And I, so I waitressed for 10 years before we mm. got married. And when you waitress, like you eat in the break room as fast as you possibly can if you're going to eat something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like I, and then at school, like you're eating as fast as you possibly can, you know, and then it's just like, I don't know, you, you get really excited about food and then you just eat it really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And it occurred to me that um, I'm losing my sense of taste and smell Mm. because of the, I think the first time we had COVID. Mm. And I was trying to get it back. And part of trying to get it back is like thinking about what you're smelling and tasting. Mm -hmm. And then it occurred to me that like, that's part of Dr. Bataro's Catholic mindfulness Mm -hmm. is like the sensing, like actually using your senses um, to ground yourself in the present moment. And so I had been thinking about it before this and it has been one of, Huh, Aw, yeah. babe, I think the Holy Spirit's working that <laughs> yeah. in our marriage, well, babe. And
0: so, I mean, there's lots of things we can talk about here. We're going to get into virtue stuff. But again, for me, the the significant thing at that moment that I was noticing is that this is an area in which, again, I move from prudence to imprudence. I move from intentionality to just... Now I'm just cutting loose, and then maybe I kind of wake up from the dream afterwards. Mm-hmm. But again, it's those moments in our life; those tend to be what send us down the rabbit hole and get us into bad places. It's when we step into social media and we just start scrolling. It's when we we start eating and we just we go on autopilot. It's when we, you know, we were talking in last episode about um, you know kind of ma- managing your your mental life, right? Mm-hmm. It's when you you let negative thoughts in and you let them spiral out and you just let them go. Mm-hmm. Well, when we let things happen to us, you know, when we, when we turn off our kind of intentionality and we just kind of let ourselves go on autopilot, that's often where we end up in those familiar places. Like, how do I keep getting to this place where I've committed the sin or I've gotten angry, I've gotten upset or, or whatever it is in your life. For most of us, there are things that lead up to it. You know, there are, there are, <laughs> many things it's that I didn't go to bed well the night before. There are decisions, I, small decisions I make ahead of time that lead up often to those moments of real weakness where our our um, our recurring uh, faults and failings lie. And so getting hold of them is more looking back, kind of doing some detective work, looking back in our life and saying, what are those, those moments that make me weak, that that sort of shut off my mind and make it hard to come back to reality, come back to intentionality. And Mm -hmm. I I noticed for the first time that that's that's one for me. Again, I don't know if that's true for other people, but for me, even when I'm eating a good healthy meal, there's a Mm -hmm. part of me that just then, okay, now I can shut off and not think about this. Mm -hmm. And I just shovel food in my mouth as fast as I can.
1: (laughs) I do think that this this may actually Mm -hmm. be more Mm -hmm. of a quote unquote social sin. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not talking about Catholic, but like, than we think it is because another another place I was thinking about how I fail mm-hmm. and go on autopilot during meals is that we always have this situation where a two-year-old, whichever two-year-old it happens to be at the time, yeah. stops eating and we don't notice it. Yeah. And then we notice it and we're like, how do we get this kid to eat? Right. But then it's like, I sit down and I get everybody served and then I just eat my food. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if I was paying attention to the present moment, yeah. it is not like I'm denying myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, oh, if I put other people before myself. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is if I were in the present moment and not just like chowing down, yeah. you know, I would notice that like, oh, I need to like spoon feed this two year old again because yeah. for some insane reason, like he doesn't want to eat his food yeah. during this period of life. Right. Um, yeah. And just realizing that like I think, oh, I think that's my duty. Mm-hmm. I like think it's my duty to put that kid to make sure that that kid eats before I even sit down and eat my yeah. food. And it's not like I can't eat, yeah. you know, but it's like, I need to turn my attention. Yeah. To, away from this habit that mm-hmm. I've gotten myself into.
0: And so that's a good first bullet point here. Again, I think there's lots of bullet points we can pull out of here. The, the main thing here isn't so much the food. Again, that may not be this anecdote may not be relevant to anybody else out there, but we all have things like this in our lives. Uh And so our goal in analyzing this is like we can analyze those <laughs> moments in our lives that are kind of the trigger moments or the, the the first domino that leads us down bad paths. And so one of them is that do we have these, these moments that pull us into autopilot, pull us into kind of mindless eating or acting or scrolling or whatever it is that pull us away from the people and things we should be present to? Mm-hmm. That's a real big one. I mean, this is, again, phones, right? Um, or headphones I was I was my our kid uh, our eldest son bought himself a pair of bluetooth headphones eight dollars a dollar general the other day whatever and he was so proud of him he's excited about him you know and we we allow him to do an audiobook from time to time and the other day he had him on and, and we walked into the room you know and he just keeps on listening to him and we talked to him afterwards and recognizing like you know that's weird for someone else to be in the room and you don't even like look at him and notice mm-hmm. him and it's not like you're doing something bad. You're not meaning to, but we mm-hmm. technology can sometimes do this to this, where we're we're focusing on it, and we don't. It doesn't occur to us once we once it becomes this habit. It doesn't occur to us to treat another human being as a human being because we're in another little world. Mm-hmm. But nothing's changed physically. We're still there in the presence of another human being, and we should act accordingly. Um, but if we just go on autopilot, we end up acting in these ways that don't make sense. Certainly not according to how we want to live as Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's one here is certainly. Um, our our habits, our autopilot habits that kind of suck us in, uh, they pull us away from being present to other things and people that we're, we should remain present even while we're engaging in that activity mm-hmm. if it's a prudent activity. You got to eat, mm-hmm. you know, but you can eat in such a way where you remain aware both of what you're doing but also of what's going on around you.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, it's more, we probably have lost this historical human thing Mm -hmm. of like sharing a meal with other people because we are a fast, I mean, I mean, just think of a a typical life, like going to school for 20 years, Mm -hmm. 25 years. What is it from preschool on to like degree? um, You're always shoving food in, in in America here. Okay. We're always shoving food into different places because you're going to more important places.
0: In the schedule. (laughs) keep
1: going (laughs) um and then (laughs) and then um dang it sorry
0: babe (laughs) what was i saying sharing a meal together with people yeah so like
1: like i mean some of the biggest brokered deals in history that have changed the course of the world occur over Mm -hmm. food over meals you know um you are i mean i i I think the act of eating Mm grounds you to the present moment yeah, because it brings your senses. And I think mm-hmm. when you're grounded to the present moment, it, you can be more clear. That's why we, we do. We invite friends over for dinner. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking now of like times when we've had friends over where it's been just like the best, the best. And yeah. you eat slower, you yeah. know, and the kids kind of run away and you're stuck at the table and you're eating dessert for like three hours.
0: <laughs> and, you know, in contrast that. <laughs> but not all is, at once. So this, uh, so this is kind of a second bullet point here. Um, this is really interesting. I noticed this when I was a teenager. And my friends and I had gotten to the pattern of getting together to eat and watch things together. But more and more, the focus was on (laughs) eating the thing and watching the thing, and we were just kind of the excuse to do that, rather than enjoying something together. Yeah. And that's that's it's perhaps seems subtle, but it's it's huge, right? Do we enjoy a meal together, or are we simply the excuse to enjoy the meal? Right there's there's yeah. a there's a, a a trajectory there that's very different. Uh, and it's so, how kids always
1: want to go to grandma's house because they want the right. treats. They yeah. don't want to hang it, out it's with it's grandma. It's
0: Mixed bag there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it, interesting too about eating. Like, so we often have areas in our, in our life where we're a mix there, where mm-hmm. we have. I know I there's a I mean I have a I have a, I like to eat, man. And so <laughs> there's always a bit of a mix there. But there's I'm a I'm pulled toward the food and away from the company around me. More than I ought to be. Um, how do we remedy that? Well, again, that, that's where it occurred to me. Well, simply eating slowly mm-hmm. is one way I do that. I don't. I don't switch into autopilot where I'm just. I'm just. It's just the food now until I'm done. No, I take a bite. I set it down. I enjoy that food. Mm-hmm. That, that's another bullet point here. Is truly enjoying. But I, I eat the food. But then I'm also. I remain aware and intentional about what's going on around me, the conversation, mm-hmm. the needs of others, while enjoying that food in a in a, a better way than otherwise if I was just kind of going to talent mm-hmm. yeah so the, I mean that, that's a that's another broad point here that there is something really special about enjoying things together right enjoying a meal enjoying coffee enjoying mm-hmm. a dessert at a party mm-hmm. enjoying a movie together but we have to monitor that we're not just pulling ourselves more and more to indulgence where the other person is just the excuse to do it mm-hmm. We have to really ask, is this thing, this food, this movie, is this really helping me to enjoy them, mm-hmm. enjoy time with them? And if not, maybe I need a different activity or a different thing.
1: Well, yeah, uh, mm, uh, oh, uh, pushing back. Uh, yeah like, so um, <laughs> this is baggage I'm bringing into this. <laughs> uh, there's this heresy flying around, <laughs> like we shouldn't connect food with positive experiences. Like, oh, oh my grandma always took me to get an ice cream cone when I did something good. Mm -hmm. And that means I have now this like association with food and, but like all of human history feasts people it's, it's about food. Mm -hmm. It's about food and people. Right. Um, So I don't, I don't want to go. I do kind of want to address that because it sounds so logical. Mm -hmm to, well, don't, don't associate good things with food. No, f- good things have always been associated with food. Yeah.
0: Well, part of what we have to add into there, and this is getting into weird territory, maybe not so weird for our conversations on the show, <laughs> uh, but obviously a confounding factor on this is that we live in a highly manufactured food society. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, food that God has made, food in nature, meat, vegetables, fruit, um, like they have their, their they have a built-in satiety Right, you can only eat so much fruit. You can only eat so much mm-hmm. meat, and potatoes, whatever. Uh, it's very different when you have manufactured food. Mm-hmm. And and that may be where this gets complicated in the modern world in the sense mm-hmm. of um, it, there was a much more natural connection of, of good food from God with mm-hmm. the good things in life. Whereas nowadays we do have manufacturers trying to co-opt that. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful not to have it co-opted. And so that may be a, a useful distinction. But I, I agree with you that And it's a natural, normal human thing for us to make food uh, part of our celebration.
1: So something I recognized during this last postpartum period is how easy it is to eat an entire bag of something, okay? (laughs) And it's not like you don't know this, okay? But this last time I had noticed that I could only truly Mm -hmm. enjoy, Mm -hmm. and I mean this with my brain, okay? I could only truly enjoy the piece that I put in my mouth
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I was putting another piece in my mouth, mm. okay, of hyper-palatable foods. Like, yeah, so I'm talking about chips yeah, junk, yeah. or a, a thing of like lint chocolate bars mm-hmm. or not bars, little balls, oh, or like yeah, uh, Easter candy or something like that, right. that it was so exciting to put it in my mouth. But then- It's always
0: kind of pointing to the next one. It's it is. Like, yeah. And
1: and I wonder if if they, you know, yeah. people who make this food- know that Mm -hmm. because it was like, I, I tried, I tried to slow down eating it, but when I'd put it, I'd put the hyper palatable food in my mouth, I'd always be thinking like, maybe the next chip will be like, I mean, it was just like, Mm -hmm. seriously. And I sat and I, it like freaked me out. Um, because I did a lot of sitting and eating things out of bags during that time. (laughs) But like, it, it really freaked me out Mm -hmm. that I was unable to enjoy one thing. Whereas like, we get strawberries out of our garden right now. Mm-hmm. We've had an amazing strawberry year. Mm-hmm. And depending on where the strawberries are in my garden, yeah. what time of day it is yeah. and how long they've been on the, v- they taste different. Yeah, They have a different taste. Mm-hmm. Like our front yard raspberries taste totally different than our backyard raspberries. Strawberries. Strawberries. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Som- someday we'll have front yard and backyard raspberries. <laughs> That's foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, I would never notice that difference between chips or mm-hmm. pieces of chocolate because they're exactly the same.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a spiritual reality here. Or
1: yeah. or the milk. Like this morning, Cecilia was like, I didn't like the way the milk tasted today. Mm-hmm. We get raw milk. Yeah. And you were like, Yeah, it tasted it just tasted really different, you know, kind of like a barnyard. <laughs> but I was telling her that like that's because you're getting milk from a living thing that lives in four seasons. Yeah. And depending on the sunlight. The amount oh, of the sunlight, the, the onions again, the, dang it! <laughs> the, the grass has captured how much sunlight the grass has captured, how much it's grown and like how that cow eats it's it real. and it ferments it. Raw. It's real food and it's it changes got, taste.
0: It's got variability in it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a spiritual reality here that I want to connect it to. I want to connect it to sex here for a moment. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard, I heard this guy the other day. I, I actually hear this a lot in some of the circles that I run online, um, of, of men, men and husbands talking about trying to be good mm-hmm. men and husbands, but many of them are not Catholic. Many of them are not uh, a Christian necessarily, but they're trying hard. And I've heard this come up a lot lately. Like we have a great marriage. You know, I'm faithful to my wife, and we're really committed to it. Whatever, and and we lust for each other. And I get what they're trying to yeah. say, right? They mean that they have they have a lot of passionate love for each other. Uh, but I always winced a little bit, being being both interested in language and also the virtues, uh, because. Lust describes a vice, not merely a passionate feeling, but a particular vice. And it's a crucial, I think, to actually make the distinction because, in, and I'm going to connect this back to the strawberries. No, that's we'll get okay. There. The, the point is, is that you know, think about what happens in lust is you objectify the person. Lust actually destroys your ability to enjoy another person, right? Because you're objectifying, you have to have the, the peace of them. But when you actually get to that thing, mm-hmm. you can't, you have to be moving on to the next thing. You know, the person who's addicted to pornography, they have to go on to the next thing, next thing, because as soon as they really settle on what they're actually looking at, Mm -hmm. the whole scene is ugly. (laughs) And the person, uh, however beautiful, they recognize that they're objectifying. Mm -hmm. Lust doesn't want the person. It wants the body part. It wants the Mm -hmm. feeling. So it's always moving on to the next thing. Uh, Whereas love wants to settle in on and rest in the person. That's what love is. Mm -hmm. It wants to rest in. And come, come to a home in the other person. and so, so too, I think we have an analogy analogy with food here, right? there we We have the experience of kinds of food or just our relationship with any food if we have a bad relationship with it that uh, I can't enjoy the strawberry or the chip. it's It's always the next, the next, the next. I'm always kind of looking ahead. My whole body's yearning to move ahead, but I can't even enjoy the single one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's well, what do you want to say about that? I mean, it, that that's problematic health wise, obviously, but on, again on a spiritual level, what we have here is not. I, I've often made the joke that we 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 say that we're a materialist culture, right? That we love stuff too much, but in some sense, our culture doesn't love things enough or properly. Like, mm-hmm. We don't cherish God's world. We don't cherish the food that he gives us. That would mean that that'd be closer to love. Like mm-hmm. this wonderful strawberry. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna savor it. That was great. I loved that strawberry. Mm-hmm. No, we wanna shovel our mouths full of food. We wanna we wanna constantly be watching new TV. We wanna we wanna consume things versus oh my savor gosh. and cherish things. Go ahead. I was just
1: listening to Jimmy Buffett's mm-hmm. live album. Mm-hmm. Well, one of his live albums. Yeah. And at the beginning of Fruitcakes, Cakes, yeah. he goes, <laughs> he goes. Where'd the junior mints go in the movie theater? What what does he say? He says, I don't want some giant. Oh, what is it? It's so perfect. I don't want a, a giant. I don't want to save 10 cents on a giant drink for 195, I don't want that. I don't want somebody else thinking for me. I want my junior mints. Where are the junior mints? And it, I, I seriously, like, and I know that by heart. Well, yeah. clearly I don't know it by heart cause I couldn't Close. reproduce it, mm-hmm. but I knew it was coming. I yeah. listened to it a thousand times and I, it like, it made me pause because I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. The food industry thinks for me. Mm-hmm. It tries to take away my freedom. And we've taught, we've had several episodes, the gossip episode, the bandwagons episode, which is like my all-time favorite, where we talk about freedom and how much the church reverences your interior life Mm -hmm. and your choices because it is the way in which you are, you are an image created in the image and likeness of God. And it it, it is like the food industry does try to do your thinking for you. Mm -hmm. You want this and this will save you money. You want this- You know? Predictable consumer. And so yeah. what is that taking away from you then mm-hmm. again? So like, let's, let's say that if it's disordered and it's wrong, it's a tool of the devil. Okay. Yeah. So what is Satan trying to do mm-hmm. when he's trying to make our food decisions for us? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is the question I'm posing right. to you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Satan would certainly be happy if we ate ourselves to death. I mean, that's a thing too, but spiritually it's that we become automata, right? We, we, There's an erosion of our freedom. There's an addiction to things, which, again, an addiction to things. It's not that it's both that it takes us away from God because we're addicted to the thing, but also it also destroys our ability to enjoy the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and and nature is, uh, you know, God's other word. Right? He speaks Mm -hmm. to us. He comes to us through the good things He's created. If we have an addiction or a pattern of behavior that both takes us away from God and other people, but also destroys our ability to enjoy that thing, unless Mm -hmm. we're constantly just going more and more and more and more. That's obviously, you know, a recipe for just our spiritual and physical doom, right?
1: Yeah. There's all, and not, so let's go back to sex. (laughs) I'm always trying to figure out how to put into words to non-
0: Give me that baby. baby. Theology
1: of the body people, because it's not even just like secular people. But it's like, so Theology of the Body was John Paul II's um, teaching on the good news about sex and marriage.
0: This um, baby's life.
1: God's sex and the meaning of life, I yeah. guess. Those are all co- copy marked trademarked things from Christopher West. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm citing you here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but when you say to somebody like, oh, yeah, it's been, you know, we we had a new baby. It's been a really long time and we're not concerned about it. People are like, well, you're clearly the, the, the thing that comes into people's heads are like, you're lying. <laughs> Your husband is lying and someone's they cheating. They
0: conceive of you of not well, yeah, of ever being able to. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, like, no, that's just a lie. They're right. lying to themselves. They're lying. That's not reality. I mean, that's yeah. what they tell you when they're, when they have the audacity of telling people that you have to have sex in order to get pregnant mm-hmm. instead of just telling them how to like maybe take a take an 80 to 90 percent hit off of whether or not you might get pregnant that time you have sex (laughs) Um, you know they always say well that's not reality you can't live in that reality well
0: it's implied in the abortion debate right it's implied that well people can't actually be expected to not have sex for five minutes I mean that's just ridiculous
1: so so what I was thinking about was I was was like trying like how do I put this into words when I'm sure that my doctor is going to make sure that I'm okay the next time I go to the doctor or you know you always you have these weird situations in which you need to explain to people that like, no, we're not. Okay. Whatever. You can think whatever you want about me. But, but so I was trying to think of how to explain it. And it's like when you invest so much, like when you realize that, that like to have an actual intimate relationship with, with one person, Mm -hmm. you have to confront the fact That your entire construct, your entire life of like sex, has been something so yeah,
0: you've been used. Like
1: you have been used, and you've been you've been set up as this thing that is supposed to be used. And if you're not able to be used, then why would anyone love you? Mm -hmm. I mean, my heart just breaks. Like when I I was thinking of um that awesome girl who's in like Hunger Games. What's her name? Katniss. Whatever her name is, Jennifer something. You know, and she had that scandal of like sending her boyfriend pictures or whatever. And she's like, "What else would I do when we're we're apart from each other for so long? He'll cheat on me." Yeah. Like that's what you have to do. And my heart just broke because I'm like, "No, you're telling all these people that if you can't be all these women, like if you can't be used, you're nothing." Right. So anyway, I'm I'm going way off on tangent. No, this is, um, this is good. But what I was trying to explain to people is like when you <laughs> finally realize that that's all a lie, and the only thing that's in front of you for the rest of your life is this other person, Mm -hmm. then looking that person in the eye is hard and it's scary and you want to run away from it and you want to have like this this fantasy in my head or something other than being looked at in the eye by another Mm -hmm. person, you know, that's scary. And when you build, when you finally get to that point and you seek to like work at your actual intimacy, Mm -hmm. And I don't just mean sex when I say intimacy. I mean, actual cool intimacy action. into me see again, mm-hmm. as Christopher West says, um, like why, like, even if you are attracted to another person, because we're all attracted to other people, you know, like people are attractive. They're created in the image and likeness of God. Yeah. And it's beautiful. But even when we're attracted to other people, you know, that if you were to indulge in that other person, mm-hmm. it would be a sham and a lie. Mm-hmm. And you would lose everything that you have. And it would never satisfy with that person, yeah. because a it would be built on a lie, mm-hmm. um, and then b like you're you're just going back to that lie of like, well, this use, this right. use is what makes us like each other. Yeah.
0: Well, and again, that lust it destroys so much of what again you're supposed to enjoy. I, I've been married for a long time. I've worked how through, long? Uh, huh? Uh, huh? Eleven years, I think. 11, Twelve years. 12 we 12 just years. had our anniversary. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> You know, I, I, I remember getting to a place, having worked through, and I'm, I'm always, I will always for, be a work in progress, but you know, uh, having come from a background with you know, pornography and stuff, through our marriage, you know, getting to a place where the, the, that, that passion, that part of me sort of rests in you, so that even, again, even the beauty of women, the beauty of uh, other people, is able to, to be there uh, again mm-hmm. without it being something attached to lust, yeah. right? For that to yeah. have settled down uh, and to simply to actually be able to see other people, right? Mm-hmm. Other other women and just appreciate that, mm-hmm. right? There was a time in my life where it was like every woman was kind of like, I mean, you know, I might yeah. make a decision You know, when I was a teenager, like, you know, you're walking around and you're in a minefield of like, you know, uh, <laughs> you don't want to live like that, you don't want to, be, and so going back to the food stuff, right? Like you you it destroys your ability to enjoy food if you have no control over yourself. If the moment you you put the first bite in your mouth, you go into autopilot and you're just mm-hmm. consuming now.
1: That happens. Like if and I make a really that, simply yeah.
0: eating slowly is this great yeah. tool for beginning to practice in this seemingly insignificant thing, yeah. some important virtue of, of of again, pausing, enjoying, cherishing tempering a lot happens in that decision to take a bite put your fork down yeah and just cherish it <laughs> our filomena
1: Phil, our, yeah. our four-year-old has been a really great source of um hmm. contemplation yes. for me because she is the kid who will have her dessert yeah. an hour later like she'll still be eating it Philomena. an hour later yeah. yeah she'll just be like she'll like take a small bite of the donut yeah. She'll carry it around with her or like she'll just sit and like enjoy yeah. one tiny little spoon lick
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> for like an hour. And she'll
0: run off. And then when we'll, we we'll can start to put it away and she'll run back, no, 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 I'm still eating that. And she'll yeah. take one little more <gasps> Well, but sometimes she'll just back. sit
1: with it. Like, he, especially <laughs> yeah. if she's in the car seat You'll and she a will find her like an hour after dinner and she's yeah. just like,
0: mm, this is just such
1: good. Yeah. Pudding. And I'm just and like,
0: that was a small bowl of pudding. <laughs> you're really stretching that out.
1: <laughs> but I've been thinking about yeah. her yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Just, that like I, I used to enjoy food a lot more as a kid. Yeah. You know, like yeah. everything did feel like Willy Wonka's chocolate right. factory when you had like yeah. a piece of candy.
0: Well, it is funny to see it happen in kids, right? We have a couple kids who, you know, they, they're really into treats and we have to, we're always trying to temper them and, you know, whatever, but, you know, but they'll, they'll be so excited and they'll, they'll put their money together and they'll buy some treat, a donut or something like that. And then it's gone in two bites. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's me. That happens still sometimes. Um, but it's easier to see another person like, wow, you're, you're ruining the, even the enjoyment of that mm-hmm. by doing that, right? they trying to get
1: it off of Philomena. You, you, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, then they're going to Philomena. On, the rest
1: Philomena of gave <laughs> me some. <laughs> she gave me some.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, gosh, I don't know if I had any other bullet points with that. Um, but for me, again, this may not be applicable to somebody else, but Simply that pause when I begin to eat now, even whether even when I'm not eating an unhealthy meal or a treat meal, indulge a feast meal, just a normal meal. I'm I'm trying to pause and make an intentional practice of eating slowly, bite by bite, Mm -hmm. right, and to really enjoy it, to really remain present and attentive to what's going on around me, to not uh, to fall back into this habit of kind of shutting off my brain, going into autopilot, moving Mm -hmm. from prudence to imprudence uh, in this. In this simple thing, which happens at least three times a day, so yeah. So anyway, that's been helpful to me. Hopefully, it's helpful to somebody else, you know, and whatever their thing is in their life. So I think that's about all for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Again, uh, we're we're just here to talk about uh, trying to be saints in ordinary life, ordinary husband, ordinary wife, ordinary kids, ordinary family. It's messy, but it's the material out of which God has called us to be holy, and so we're we're trying. So we'll be praying for you. Keep praying for us. Again, as I mentioned at the beginning, our patron community at Awaken Catholic is the manor at St. Anne's. Check that out. Uh, if you want to support the show and get some access to some free stuff, our little community there. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us for this episode. God bless you. Talk to you again next week.